magnify his name. Hallelujah, Father, we love you, Father, we praise you, Lord. There's none like you, God, how great thou art. Lord, you're greater than all our sin, you're greater than every sickness, how great thou art. Lord, we just want to say thank you for all that you've done in our lives, Lord, being such a wonderful Savior, a wonderful healer, deliverer, Father, bringing us out of the miry clay, setting our feet up on a rock, Lord. We got a lot to thank you for tonight. We got a lot to praise you for, Lord. We thank you for all these things that you've done, these miracles that have been before our eyes tonight. Lord, seeing, Lord, the signs of the Messiah among us, Lord, the signs, the signs of the resurrection, Lord, the power of God living in the church and the people of God. What a blessed people we are, Father. We praise you, Lord. We lift your name that's above every name. At the name of Jesus, every demon has to flee. Every spirit of fear has to bow. Every anxiety, everything that would rise up against the name of Jesus has to move back. Lord, we just praise the name of Jesus. We lift the name of Jesus higher than every name, Lord, tonight, Father. We praise you with all of our hearts. We thank you, Father, for your grace and mercy in our lives. Ask, Lord, you bless us tonight, Father. Lord, that you move in our hearts, move in our midst, Lord, as we've already felt you. May you just continue to move, I pray. Continue to touch hearts and lives. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. And turn your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 20. Amen. My, some very special moments tonight. Amen. To see what the Lord has done in our midst. And Amen. To put a little song on a heart. Amen. That he's a way maker. Amen. He is a way maker. Mercy. Praise the Lord. And if we, we'll just see here tonight as he made a way for Israel and many through the Bible. It says in Deuteronomy 20 and verse 1, When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies and seest horses and chariots and a people more than thou, be not afraid of them. For the Lord thy God is with thee. Oh, don't that just give you confidence? As long as he's with me. I'll not go unless you go with us. Amen. Which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be that when, thou, when ye are come nigh unto the battle, that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people, and shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint. Fear not, do not tremble, neither be ye terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Amen. We'll let you be seated. Amen. Just like to continue on the thought of let not your hearts faint, fear not, do not tremble, neither be ye terrified. Because of them. You know, as he said here in the first verse, he made it very clear in the first few uh, words that they would have battles. He said, when thou goest out to battle against thine enemy. Everyone has battles and everyone has trials. Everyone. It does not matter if you're saved or you're unsaved or if you're going to make it to heaven or you're not going to make it to heaven. Everyone has battles and trials. No one is exempt. 
Everyone through the Bible had times of testing, had times of battles, but all the testings and all the trials and all the battles didn't matter as long as God was there to fight them. Amen. And when he is there, everything else doesn't matter. Amen. Everything else doesn't matter. You know, Brother Brandon would say it like this in the manifestation of the Spirit. He said, I trust that God will heal every sick and crippled person in our midst that comes. I believe he will. If we can just only have faith in him, the work is complete. And he goes on to say something that's very, uh, you know, very ticky-tacky or not very important. But he said, I see it's very warm, it's sticky. And he said, we can't govern the weather, but God does that. And he says, but I'm happy to be in God's serv- a service, whether it's real, real cold or real, real hot. It doesn't matter. Amen. It just so he's here, that's all that matters. And I believe, you know, if we could have that attitude towards anything, whether it be the heater or the, or the AC or whether we feel good or we don't feel good or, or, or whether we feel like being here or we don't feel like being here, only thing that matters is if he's here or not. And if he's here, nothing else matters as long as he's here. When he's in the house, he's all that matters. I know last Wednesday I talked about a lot about what don't matter or what does not matter, but what I want to speak more on tonight is what does matter, because he is all that matters. Amen. You know, he said every sinner, he said, I don't care how dull you may feel or how black your life may be in the presence of Christ, you can live again. Because he's all that matters. Amen. No matter how sick you are tonight, that doesn't matter. What matters is you get in his presence and he is a God that can heal all of your diseases. Amen. When he, when, when he is all that matters, this is what he would tell the children of Israel. When you come against your enemies, don't look at how many people there are, how big the whole, how many horses, how many chariots, how big the wall there are, because that doesn't matter. The only thing that matters in this equation is is me. And I am here with you to fight your battles. Amen. A God that matters and an enemy that don't matter. Hallelujah. A God that matters and an enemy that don't matter. And you know, Brother Brandon would say it like this. He said, who is more important than Jesus? What's more important in this service than Jesus? It doesn't matter the songs or the music or, or, or how many people's here or not here. It does not matter who's here or who's not here. Only thing that really matters is if he's here or not. And we know that his word declared he would be here because he said where two or three are gathered in his name, there will I be. And so we know that he is here because his word says he's here. He is the most important person that can ever knock at your door. Hallelujah. I mean, we might be very pleased, you know, if the president would come knock or some government official or somebody that we love very much, but there's nobody more important that can knock at your door than Jesus Christ. And he's here at every service knocking on heart's doors. But you know, the, the, what really matters is, you know, Brother Brandon would illustrate it in that painting. He would say, you know, the painting of Jesus knocking on the door. Amen. But, you know, why wouldn't he just open the door and go in? And the artist said, well, it's because the latch is on the inside. 
time. So what matters is you open the door, amen, and you allow him to come into your life and, and to speak to you and to touch your heart. Amen, a minister can study and a minister can apply himself. Amen, he could give all he's got, but what really matters is if you are taken and say, that's my word, that belongs to me, he's speaking to my heart, and what are you doing? You're opening the door for God to come in and minister to you. That's what matters, amen. It doesn't matter how many services you come to or how many services you don't come to, amen, but long as you get to Jesus and God comes on the inside of you and begins to speak to your heart, how? By you opening the door, amen. I've seen ministers, great ministers of God that would speak and, and you'd think, man, the altars would be full or there'd be many hearts moved, but something was going on with the individuals or something was going on in the church and people would not receive it. It didn't mean it didn't come from God. It didn't mean that God wasn't speaking to them, but what mattered is they would not open the door and allow God to come in. And I believe that's what we ought to do every service and, and say, God, in this service tonight, I want to forget about everything else around me. I want to forget about my troubles. I want to forget about the trials. I want to forget about the fuss I had on the way to church. I want to forget about everything around me. I want to focus in on you. And when you come, I want to open the door. I want you to speak to me. I, I want you to touch me. I, I want you to change something in my life. And if there be any vile thing, take it away. If there be any sin, reveal it to me. Whatever it is, God, I want you to have freedom in my heart and in my life. Amen. He is the most important thing. There is no one more important than Jesus. Hallelujah. There's no one that can touch you like Jesus. There is no one that can save you like Jesus. There's no one that can heal you like Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. He had a little boy be anointed tonight to sing a song that he's a way maker. Listen, I want you to understand that was a very supernatural moment whether we realize it or not that a little boy would get something on his heart, walk into a music room and say, I got a song tonight. I want to sing Jesus is a way maker. Hallelujah. Not even knowing that his ma, his grandma wanted him of you, wanted to come up and, and wave to you and to testify and to show you. Amen. What was it? God moving on a little heart of a child and that child opening the door. If we could have childlike faith to just open the door and say, God, use me. Touch my heart. Change me. Because there's nobody like Jesus. There's nobody that can touch my heart like he touches me. There's no one that's healed me like he healed me. There's no one that saved me like he saved me. I mean, he can testify that tonight. There's not a government. There's not some kind of help program that's ever saved me like Jesus saved me. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. He is the most important thing in this building tonight. Your feelings are not important. Whether they feel good or they feel bad, that's not important. I know bad feelings, they like to be elevated and they're, you know, to be essential. And we've seen a lot of things that were elevated in this last seven months to be essential that's not really essential. Amen. We saw them elevate abortions to be essential. We saw them elevate all kinds of things to be essential. That's really not essential. Amen. What was it? Demonic forces trying to push their way out and say, I mean something. I'm important. I matter. Oh, hallelujah. But there is something very essential tonight. You get to Jesus. That's the most essential thing you could ever have in this service. You say, well, I don't feel like it. That's not essential. 
What's essential is I'm going to push past what I feel or don't feel, how I feel or don't feel, what I believe or don't believe. I'm going to push past it until I can get a conference with God. Hallelujah, because he's a way maker. Amen. He'll make a way through your problems and your financial struggles and, and the situations that's bothering you tonight. If you can get to him, he'll make a way through it. Hallelujah. But the whole armor of God is by faith. Everything of the Christian church is a faith act. Everything's supernatural. Nothing is natural when it comes to the house of God. And, you know, and that's where, if we could catch that, because, you know, that Satan wants to come on our natural realms. Even when it pertains to church or what we get out of church is, is more along on the natural realm. Well, I didn't feel nothing. I, I, didn't, I didn't see nothing happening. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear. I, it's, it, God must not have been there. And so he's constantly against the natural things. But we as believers know that's not our guidance. That's not what guides us is what we can see, taste, feel, smell, or hear. Amen. What guides us is a supernatural realm. And we can look beyond a, a natural realm of maybe nothing going on or seemingly what we can see happening and look beyond what we can see into the unseen and realize there's a supernatural realm here tonight. Amen. Jesus is walking among us and there's angels walking among us. There's things happening in, thing, in other realms. There's demonic, there's spiritual battles going, taking place. Amen. Spiritual battles that are taking place. And so we get, we begin, we begin to look past the things that are natural because we should be operating by the supernatural. Amen. The only thing we base on our, our, our walk on is faith and what God said to be the truth. And we look to the unseen and we call those things which are not as though they were like Abraham did. Amen. You know, I got rem reminded of my own situation, not like Abraham's today with Brother Nate Green and his wife being in the hospital and, and the baby having issues and having to be flown to another hospital and he's got a wife in one and a baby in another and I, I know what that feels like. I, I know the, the helplessness you feel and, and you feel so helpless. What do I do? How do I, what, what, and then of course Satan's in those moments of helplessness to try to attack you and, and begin to come against your mind and tell you all kinds of things and tell you, you must have done something wrong for you to be going through this or you must have sinned really bad or God wouldn't have put this on you. You must, you must not be one of, he tells you all kinds of things in those helpless natural moments. But if you can look beyond the natural moment and realize there's something happening in the supernatural realm, God is moving on your behalf. Yeah. Hallelujah. God is moving on your behalf. I hope somebody can catch that tonight. God is moving on your behalf. I feel to say it again. God is moving on your behalf. Even though you can't see nothing but natural things and natural feelings and natural responses, God is moving on your behalf and he's all that matters. Hallelujah. Amen. When I went to go there to the, to the, to the Walmart to pick up a few things, you know the story, tell it again. Because uh, I got reminded, I've seen the pictures today of Brother Nathan and his wife. It brought black flashbacks of the same thing. Little baby in a little bubble. And the mama being able to touch it for a few moments and it's gone. Helplessness, natural feelings, yes, they flood you. But that's not what matters. What matters is he's fighting for you. 
Hallelujah. Amen. I remember as I walked, I went down the road and turned on the radio and a, and a preacher was reading a scripture and said, Abraham believed in God. And I just caught that moment and I turned it off and I began to worship the Lord. And I said, that's right. Abraham believed you, God. And I'm a son of Abraham. And if Abraham can believe you when things looked impossible, I can believe you when things looks impossible. I just saw my baby trying to struggle for a breath and, and turning purple and the doctor saying, don't let him die here on me. Send him to another hospital. A lot of feelings were going on. Natural things were happening, but there was also something in the supernatural. And that's all that mattered. God was moving on my behalf and my wife's behalf. And that's all that mattered. God was fighting for me. God was fighting for me to save me in the middle of my struggle. And that's all that mattered. Hallelujah. If you can look beyond tonight what you see and realize God is fighting for me. God is working it out on my behalf. God is here to save me. God is here to heal me. God is here to deliver me. God is here to set me free. Oh, hallelujah. When you can realize he's doing it for me. I, I turned the radio off and began to praise the Lord. Went back to the hospital room and I told Sister Ruth, I don't know what we're about to face, but we're going to believe God. And we're not going to look at monitors, what the doctor says, what anything else going on around us. We're going to look at the promise. And it got worse. It didn't get better. It got worse. Days of getting worse and worse. More, uh, a ventilator and then an oscillator and, and just a baby that was paralyzed, looked impossible. And it looked worse and worse and worse. But God was working on our behalf. Hallelujah. Amen. He told me in that moment, it ain't what you done. It's what I did. Hallelujah. Maybe somebody need that tonight. It ain't what you done. It's what he did. Under the blood of bulls and goats, Abraham's faults were all listed out. But you turn over to the new covenant. Find one fault. Find one mistake. He don't talk about Abraham going down to Egypt when God told him not to or lying. He don't talk about any of his mistakes. God was fighting his battles. And God came down in the form of human flesh and took on human battles. He took on Abraham's faults. He took on Abraham's failures. And he conquered them all. And he said, Abraham staggered not at the promises of God, but was strong in the faith. Hallelujah. That's what it's telling you tonight. You hadn't done nothing. It's what I've done. I've already conquered your problem. Already conquered your sin. Already conquered your sickness. Name any sickness. It's already conquered. Name any sin. It's already conquered. Oh, come on, somebody. Name any problem you're going through tonight. It's already conquered. He's already done it. And that's all that matters. But Abraham said, you're going to have a baby. He'd get up and say, how you feeling, Sarah? He said, no different. Well, glory to God, we're going to have it anyhow. Go get the bird eye and the pins and the baby bed and everything. Get it ready. Another month passed. How you feeling? No different. Uh, Sarah, what about it? No different. 10 years, no different. 25 years, no different. But instead of Abraham getting weaker, he got stronger and stronger. Amen. Listen to this devil. Instead of the bride getting weaker, 
We're getting stronger and stronger. You can pour out all your things you want to. You can put out all the sicknesses you want to. You can put out all the nonsense you want to, the spooky feelings you want to. We're not getting weaker. We're getting stronger. It's been 50 years, 60 years, don't matter. We're not getting weaker. We're getting stronger. There's more that believes in all things that are possible. There's more that's looking into the miraculous. There's more that's saying, hey, when God speaks, that's all that matters. It's not by feelings. It's not by sight. It's by faith. Whatsoever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive it and hold on to it. Amen. Hold on to it. Don't you move. You stay right there. But demons, demons come. Demons attack. They're spiritual battles. Spiritual beings. The doctor says you got cancer or you got TB or you got a cataract or you got pleurisy or you got this. It's a devil. It's a life. And I I want you to understand with COVID-19, there's a lot of fear coming with it. But don't forget, it's a devil. It's not an incurable disease. It's a devil. And at the mention of the name of Jesus Christ, every devil has to flee. It's a life. Behind that life is a spirit. You can see that in cancer or cataract is a spirit. It's got a life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I, I was listening today as Brother Brandon was calling out some cancer. He said, do you not see that or hear that? He said, look at that. He said, that devil over there of cancer is crying out to this devil over here of cancer. You know why he's crying and screaming? Because he knows his time is finished. Oh, if we could really see what's going on in the spiritual realm. <laughs> if we could really see what is happening in another realm just a little bit faster or a little bit different than where we're at. Amen, there's demons screaming. In services, they begin to scream out, help me, help me. Why? Because they know their time is finished. The devil knows he only has a short time and it ain't very long. His time is over. He says, when Jesus would walk to the life of a tree, so there's a formula of that tree that has a life. And he said, cursed be you. You don't have any fruit. You'll never have any from this time forth. They passed by. That was about 8 o'clock that morning. They passed by about 11 o'clock later that, that day. Peter said, look at this tree. It's dead from the roots up. What was it? Jesus rebuked the life. It was the roots, and the whole thing died. How many believes that? That same Christ is here to rebuke cancer from the roots. (laughs) The whole thing will die. Amen. He's here to rebuke whatever kind of sin or sickness that is here today. And it'll die from the roots. Wasn't even a speck of that tree left. Oh, he said cancer, tumor, cataracts, everything else will have to go when Christ speaks. Why? He cast out devils. And he said, in my name, you shall cast out devils. Speak with new tongue. Take up serpent or deadly things. It'll not harm you. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. He still cast out devils. 
So I'm beginning to realize, hope you are tonight, that cancer's life don't matter. <laughs> Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Brain bleeds and lives don't matter. Hey, man, I know some of you out there, I said it Wednesday at the end of church, so a few of our teachers here, they is probably curling their toes when I say it don't matter, but it don't matter. Does it matter? Don't matter? Same thing to me. Don't matter. <laughs> the devil don't matter. Spirits of hell doesn't matter. Demons that comes against you don't matter. He matters. He matters so much. He was in a boat on the Sea of Galilee one night, and that boat was being tossed, ta- tossed around, and he acted like he didn't even pay it any attention. How would the devil feel if we done him that way? We don't even pay him no attention because he don't matter. He was tired. He needed some sleep, and he didn't care what the devil was going to do. He was going to get sleep. He wasn't paying him no attention. He said, he, he said something had happened, had happened. He said it was at a junction. He said he put his foot on the bow of the boat and looked up and said, peace, be still. And I tell you, the very creator of heaven and earth laid in the boat, but nature still had to obey him. When omnipotence speak, the miraculous takes place. Hallelujah. When the omnipotent speaks, that means having unlimited power. When it speaks, the miraculous takes place. A leper full of leprosy, but it didn't matter. Went one day to a Lord who did matter. And he said, Lord, can if thou will, can you make me clean? He said, I will be thou clean. What happened? It was the omnipotent speaking, and the miraculous took place. And the leprosy vanished like a sun flying behind a cloud somewhere. Hallelujah. When the voice of omnipotence speaks and he's here to speak again in this last day. And when he speaks, nothing else matters. Amen. Just like a lion, when he would roar in a jungle, everything else just shuts up because he's the king. He matters. When omnipotence comes out, And you may be going through the roughest day of your life and your boat's been rocking back and forth. But all of a sudden tonight, Jesus steps to the plate. And he steps on the bow of your boat and he says, peace. Demons could be in the middle of a sentence. They go, ah! They could be in the middle of trying to strike you down and they got to stop. Because he matters. And they know he matters. Do you understand the devil knows you're God? The devil knows exactly the power he has. He knows exactly the abilities he has. He knows when Jesus comes on the scene, his time is finished. It's over with. He don't have nothing else to say. He don't have any more power. He's lost it. It's done. It's finished. When Jesus comes on the scene, cancer has to stop. When Jesus comes on the scene, blame breeze has to stop. When he comes on the scene, depression has to flee. When he comes on the scene, every kind of spirit of hell has to shut its mouth. When he comes, that's why the most important person you can meet with tonight is Jesus. 
When omnipotence speaks, the miraculous happens. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He opened the eyes of the blind, proven to the people, I have the power to lay my life down. I have the power to take it back up. And no man can take it away from me. Amen. He says, brother, as a gospel preacher this morning, I believe that the Holy Ghost speaking through mortal lips today, anointed ministers are speaking. Anointed ministers are speaking. The time has come. And the time is here. Omnipotence has answered. And the miraculous is taking place. Hello, did you hear that? I believe God has anointed ministry on this day that says the time has come. Amen. When you go out to battle, you're going to need a miracle because you're powerless on your own. How many times do you have to show the children of Israel, you can't do it on your own, and without me, you're nothing. They would go out and serve other gods, and the next thing you know, the enemy could take them like they were just water through a drain. Nothing. But then he would come back on the scene and anoint a little man and kill 500, kill 600, kill 1,000, whatever it took, kill uh, 200,000 with just music being played. Thousands on top of that. What was it? God showed him time after time. I am all that matters. And this world has forgotten that. This nation has forgotten that. This nation one time believed God mattered. Mattered so much they'd put it on their coins, they would put it on their money, they would put it on their creeds and the things and the papers that wrote this nation and built this nation. But today, they, 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 it don't matter no more. God does not matter. He don't matter enough to have them in their schools. He don't, have a, he don't matter enough to have them in their everyday lives. He don't matter enough to have them in their job. He don't matter enough to have them at sports events. He don't matter at all to them. And they're going to learn very quickly when you take God out and he don't matter, then you don't matter. It's the truth. When he'd done all the miraculous, the omnipotence was speaking, God manifested in flesh. He would come, this, the Roman centurion would come and said, speak the word, Lord, and my servant will be healed. My servant will live. He knew whatever, whatever he said, they had to do it because he was a man of authority. So I say to this man, come. He said, I, I'm a man of authority. I say to this man, come. And he comes, this man goes, and he goes. I'm a man of authority, and everything under my authority obeys me. And Lord, I'm not worthy that you'd come into my house, so just speak the word. Amen. He knew that was omnipotence, and he knew when omnipotence spoke, the miraculous would take place. It did at the grave of Lazarus. Martha said, Lord, if you had been here for my brother, would not have died. But even now, omnipotence speaks. Whatever you ask God, God will do it. Whatever you say, he will do. He walked to the grave. 
Omnipotence manifested here among us, living with us. God in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Here he lived with us. God proven his son, Christ Jesus, omnipotent and miraculous. And if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you to the end of the world. How can we look for anything else but when he speaks that the miraculous will happen? It's got to happen. The miraculous will take place. Let me go on down here. But God testing the patriarch Abraham. And every one of us is going to have tests, every one of us is going to have trials. God had given a promise. When he gives a man a promise, he wants to make sure this person is worthy of the promise. I ask you tonight, are you worthy of the promise? Before he fulfills what he said or what he promised, and Abraham had been promised that his seed, the whole, through his seed, the whole world would be blessed and he'd have a son. And out of him would come forth a seed that would bless the whole earth. Abraham, when the promise was given him, maybe 675 or so years old, Sarah 65. But the Bible tells us that Abraham staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in the faith. Praising God, glorifying God, giving God the praise year after year after year after year. God, time after time after time, year after year, testing him until he come to the final test before his blessing was going to happen. And that's the way it is with all the seed of Abraham. God gives us the final test before he gives us the blessing. And if this possible, I'd like to say it here now. The final test is how you react. And when he gave Abraham his test, he found just how true he was. What a blessing it would be this morning if we who take his promise of healing would just stand just as true as we could no matter what the doctor said. Just stand true. Just stand there because his word has promised healing to us. It's promised deliverance to us. It's promised healing, salvation to us. Just stand there. And here he come to this test to take his son's life. He had testified all over the earth he acquainted with. He was going to have a son. Now he's going to come back and destroy him? Destroy the only hope he had for a testimony to be fulfilled? God seen that loyal heart pull back. He looked out of heaven and said, I've sworn by myself I'll bless you and multiply you and your seed shall possess the gate of the enemy. What a promise. What a promise. How many is here Abraham's seed? Then you're to possess the gate of the enemy. And when you draw nigh to the enemy and you see he's greater in number and he has more horses than you, he has more chariots than you, he has more ability to you, then you fear not. (laughs) Because there happens to be a God that when you're pulling that knife back, he can create something out of nothing. 
Abraham there in his moment of trial, just about to do what God said to do. He said, Abraham, hold it, stop. I provided the lamb. I gave you what you have need of. I've done this for you. I have the ability. I am able to provide when no one else can provide. I'm able to give when no one else can give. I'm able to bless when no one else can bless. I'm able to give you what you have need of because you trusted me. And I'm the only thing that matters. He would would move on. God's sworn promise, the seed would possess the gates of its enemy. So God would give that kind of promise to you tonight. He's got to make a way for you to possess it. Because we can see through the Bible, human abilities is not able to even possess a regular old city. Just natural enemies, it's impossible. So if naturally you couldn't produce it or possess it naturally, how can naturally possess spiritually? You get what I'm saying? You can't do it. It's impossible. So he has to make a way. If he said, thy seed shall possess the gate of the enemy, that's his promise, then he has to make the way to possess it. So he has to give the power to possess it. He has to give the ability to possess it. He has to give something inside of you that no matter what, if all hell comes against you, you can stand. No matter what comes against that you're going to possess the gate of the enemy. That's a gate. That means the hell's going to be against you. This is, the, this is in the promise. Hell's going to be against you. But you're going to possess it. You're going to take it over. You're going to destroy it. It's going to be your possession. In other words, it's going to be under you. So to give that promise, he's telling you, it's going to come against you, but there's going to be a power there to resist that thing and destroy that thing and conquer that thing and put it under your feet. And I understand. We all, all of us has tried on our own to possess the gates of, the, uh, gates of hell. We've all tried to possess and take over pornography on our own. We've all tried to take over spirits and things, all these kind of things on our own. Women has other problems, whatever. Things that you tried to do on your own year after year, failure after failure, and you realize, I can't do it. I can't live it. It's not in my abilities. It's impossible. But then he gives you something possible. (laughs) It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit working in you. It's the Holy Spirit that comes inside of you. That's why it's important. That's what matters in this hour is to receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. What don't, don't matter in this hour is to go to a certain church or to be a member of a certain church. I had somebody today or this week, you know, say, I want to come and, and be a member at your church. That's not, what's in ma- that's not what matters. What matters is you get the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's what, that's what matters. But the world, to the world, it don't matter. The world, world wants to tell you, well, you can be a Christian and you're going to live this way. You know, nobody can be a real Christian. Nobody can live that kind of life. We, we're all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And they try to make it where it don't matter. 
The word don't matter. What he said in his word don't matter. What he, what, what, what he said about hair or dress or, or your body is a temple, it don't matter. And it does matter. It's the most important thing in this world. But you can't do it or possess it on your own. It's impossible. You got to get what matters. And one of the most important things in our life is receiving the Holy Ghost. The seal of God to come into our lives. And you get that seal, then you don't have to worry about joining the church. He said when you get the Holy Ghost, you'll be there when the doors are open. Hello, somebody. I know now we got a real good excuse. You know, we got COVID. Just for anybody in our church that's been streaming and you have been afraid to come, we've been having church. We're having a good time. And the prophet of God said, if the Holy Ghost is in your heart, you'll be there. When the doors are open. He also talked, I read it today, he talked about, as our pastor mentioned, about women working. He said, you get the Holy Ghost and he'll take care of that. I can get you the quote if you want it. That's what matters. Hello, somebody. That's what matters. The Holy Ghost. But I know people know it ain't a popular message no more. It's more popular to preach popular things. That you can live a certain life, be a certain way, and you're going to grow into token life. You're going to grow there one day, one day, one day. And it's always a carrot out there. But how you get it is repent. And be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And say, God, I want you more than anything. Because you are all that matters. He matters more than any job. He matters more than any money in any account. He matters more than anything. This is what he said when he told the story of the little flower. Man who found the magic flower. You heard the story? Said he found his magic flower and he would flower and he would open up the riches, whatever, give him a wish, ask to be opened up the riches of the earth. And he opened them up. It was all kind of diamonds and trinkets and just unbelievable riches. And the man gets so enthralled and lays the little flower down. He's like, oh, man, look at all this. I finally can pay off my house. I, I finally can have a little money. I, I finally can get somewhere in the world. I, I can have this and maybe buy myself a kingdom or, or buy some. I, I, I'm rich. And he grabbed something that he found that seemed to be important, what, what mattered to him. Maybe it was a gold, big old giant piece of gold. He went to run out of the cave with it. And he hears a voice, don't forget the main thing. And I'm afraid that's what we're doing in our lives, in our churches. We're forgetting the main thing. We've got a theology, got a creed, got a dogma, got our ways of living, our what rights and our wrongs. But what about the main thing? What about the Spirit of God moving in our churches? What about the miraculous taking place? What about signs and wonders being performed? It's all in the Word. And if He's here, then these things are happening. They're taking place. They're moving in the body. And he throws that thing back in there and says, well, what can be more important than that? And he found something else he thought was of greater value. And he runs out and he hears a voice say, don't forget the main thing. 
What in the world can be the main thing? And what's, what's more important? What, this can buy me all kinds of stuff. And he throws it back in there and he gets him a second job, third job, or whatever. And he finds him a better job that keep him out of the house of the Lord. And he finds him something. Amen. He pulls it out and he starts running with it. And he hears the voice. Don't forget the main thing. And he says, forget, forget about it. I, I don't know what's so important. Just let him. He throws it out and he walks out. And the cave closed behind him with the flower on the inside. What gave him it in the first place? Hello, somebody. What gave you the ability to work in the first place? What gave you the ability to provide in the first place? What gave you the ability to think and to move and, and to live? What gave you that in the first place? All that matters. We're not talking about a little magic flower here tonight. We're talking about Jesus Christ. We're talking, not talking about something that's not real. We're talking about something that's real, more real than anything you can even see here tonight. He's God of God and he's King of Kings. He's the Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's everything that we ever had need of and so much more. I'm glad I could depend upon him when my mom was laying in a, blood, a brain bleed in a serious situation. I'm glad that Brother Matthew could depend upon him when his daughter was losing all of his hair. I'm glad Brother David and Sister Lana could depend upon him when they're stricken with cancer. I'm glad that the Spencer family can depend upon him tonight. I'm glad you can depend upon him tonight. You can depend upon him for your family. You can depend upon him for your finances. You can depend upon this God because he never fails and he never will. And he's all that matters. It's essential. You want to hear what's essential tonight? The Holy Ghost is essential. The Spirit of God moving in our churches is essential. Other churches may say it ain't so, but they're liars. It's essential. Amen, the freedom of the Holy Ghost to come and speak to someone to touch their hearts and to lift them up out of their situation, that's essential. That means more than the world to me to see somebody that comes in all beat down and all just bowed down with cares of life and the Spirit of God go to moving over the sanctuary and reach down and zoom right in on them and lift them up. That's essential. I know the devil's been telling us this whole year, you're not essential. He's a liar. You are essential. You're essential to this church. And I'll say it to you out there streaming, you're essential to this church. Don't let the devil tell you you're not. Nobody cares. Nobody understands. Your God cares and he understands. What else does anybody else matter? It only matters God cares. You heard the song sung right before I got, God cares for you. He cares for your needs. He cares for your, your, your surroundings and the things that you're going through and your troubles and, and your anxieties and the problems and all this world and this year has created. God cares about it. And he knows all about it. And he understands it. It's essential that we come together as believers. I don't care what the world says. They can say it ain't so. It is so. Because his word said so. His word said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves. So if his word said it, it's essential to me. Amen. 
So, but if we're Abraham's seed, how many is Abraham's seed? Amen. Then you're heirs to every promise. And every promise in there is essential to me. Amen. I ain't one of them that's a little bitty to me. I want every one of them. Amen. Amen. He said, I don't believe that the true seed of Abraham will fail. That ought to make somebody shout. <laughs> How many is the seed of Abraham? I don't believe the true seed of Abraham will fail. They'll stand just as gallant and loyal as Abraham ever did. Hallelujah. We see that God cannot say anything or make any promise unless he fulfills it. He has to in order to be God. Years later when the same people, the promised people of Abraham, the seed of Abraham, were journeyed across there. Amen. What was it? God's promise held true. God took care of them. God provided for them. And he said, whoever curses Israel will be cursed. And whoever blesses him will be blessed. Oh, hallelujah. God promised him, and he took care of him. Amen. Daniel was promised, and he took care of him. Amen. The children of Israel, the three Hebrew children was promised, and he took care of them. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. And you are promised. He said, I'm going to have a bride without spot, without wrinkle, and they're standing on the earth today. You are a people of the promise here for ordained of God and ain't a devil in hell can do anything about it and you're standing though all hell's against you. You're standing though every kind of breath is blowing and hell is blowing and saying you're not essential and saying you're not there and saying you're not worthy. You're still standing anyhow. We ought to do it again. Devil, I'm still here. And not only am I here, but the host of the living God, the armies of the living God is here standing with us on our behalf. Hallelujah. When Jesus made the promise, he had to bring it to pass. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. He made the difference. He made the difference. Oh, hallelujah. We can go on down through many of them that took up, had battles. Listen to this. He talks about, he talks about Moses, and this is, this is pretty amazing. He talks about Moses and the frogs and the fire and the storms and the rain and the hail and the Red Sea and all that. And hemmed in by Pharaoh's army, mountains and deserts. Moses stepped forward and possessed the gate, crossed the Red Sea, walking on a dusty road. God said so, and that settled it. But a little was a little year, a few years later, when trials come. And the church got all shook up, as it's so easy for a congregation of people to do when something isn't happening just the way it's supposed to be. I don't think this year went exactly how we thought it was supposed to be. And people have gotten shook up. He said it's so easy to do when things don't happen the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to have graduation parties. We're supposed to have birthday parties. We're supposed to be able to meet together. We're suppo and it don't happen that way. He said God makes it that way. The devil can't do nothing unless God gives him permission. Don't ever forget that. 
COVID could not be here unless God just said, okay, it's time for it. World, war, world wars couldn't happen unless God said, it's time for it. Spirits cannot have their way unless God says, it's time for it. Because he's all that matters. Amen. God brings tensions into the church. Uh, I don't know about that, Brother Timothy. For every son that cometh to God must be tried, proven, and tested. He let sickness strike you. I thought this was rejoicing. He lets disease come on you to test you and to prove you and show the world you are truly the seed of Abraham. The devil's only here to show the world who you are. That's his whole purpose. That's his whole purpose of being here is to show the world who Timothy Pruitt is, who you are. He permits it by his own will. He permits disasters. He permits the friends to turn against you. He permits all these things. And he turns the devil loose to tempt you. He'll do all but take your life. He'll throw you in a bed of affliction. He'll turn your neighbors against you. He'll turn the church against you. He can do almost anything if it's God's will for him to do it. We're taught, though, that it's more precious than gold to us. Oh, man. That's kind of one of them quotes we put over there somewhere. <laughs> but it's the truth. Things come and it ain't always how we planned for it to be. Or we dreamed of it to be or how we wanted it to be. But he's what matters. He's got a plan. He's got a way to get a bride to a certain place. He's got a way of, of moving things and orchestrating th- things. I mean, you can see it, God's hand in, in, in battles through natural battles all the way down through our, our history of our, even our own uh, uh, nation. You can see God's hand moving in every situation. And I know people want to say, well, that's just happenstance. No, God's planning something. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, here you come with Abraham. He allowed him to get to a spot. He let Abraham be tested to that final point. He got to test you and me to that final point. That time of decision when everything's away from you and you have to stand alone. Stand alone. That don't sound fun. That don't, but what are you gonna, how are you going to react? What's going, he's wanting to see your reaction. How are you going to move? Are you going to trust him? So I can trust Jesus. Can you trust him? He asked Brother Ron, can you trust me with your life? He's asking every one of us, can you trust me that I'll get you to a certain place? That I'm in, I'm in provision here. I, I, I'm in control here. I got this. Can you trust me? He said, what are you going to walk out and say in that final moment? He said, I want to to say, though he slay me, yet I'll trust him. That's the seed of Abraham. That's the one who gives the promise. No matter what the rest of themselves, the rest of them says or the rest of them do, for me and my house, 
We're going to serve the Lord. If the rest of them says there's nothing to experience and there's a bunch of excitement for me in my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I'd like to take it up with Paul here and say the way they call heresy, so I worship the God of our fathers. Though they be tattlers and churches through, they be twisters and they'll be all kinds of false prophets and everything comes out amongst the people and the neighborhood and everything. But for me and my house, we're going to serve them all. The Lord, though all of them quit coming, though the church gets cold and indifferent in my house, but but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Those if somebody has prayed for and didn't get well, has nothing to do with it. For it's me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. Nothing else matters. Right. Testing and trials. Men are not fallible. Or men are not infallible, but God is. Men make mistakes. Of course, you get your mind on a man, he'll make a mistake. He'll do it. God permits him to do it. So he can shake your faith away from that man. Our faith is not in the wisdom of men. It's in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's where the true seed of Abraham rests their promise. Because they can only be the seed of Abraham when... They receive the Holy Spirit. Hello, somebody. This is what will cause you to rise up in the middle of your chaos and say, though God slay me, I'm going to trust him. Why? Because there's something else. There's a greater power inside of you that when the flesh is willing or the flesh is weak, the spirit is willing and able to stand up and say, no, devil, I'm not bowing. I'm not going that direction. You know, it didn't matter to Joshua and Caleb when they came to that land. It had been talked about, promised to them, been painted such a beautiful picture. And did you notice how God does things? I've said it before, but he, he, he tells them he's going to take them out and he's going to take them in. And he tells them nothing about what's in between because it didn't matter. All that matters was him. Because I'm taking you out, and I'm taking you in. So the Red Sea didn't matter. No water mattered. No food didn't. It didn't matter. Nothing like that mattered. All that mattered was God said, I'm taking you out. I'm taking you in. And he tells them, I'm going to take you to a land flowing with milk and honey. Did you notice there wasn't no mention of the Jericho and the walls and the Hittites and the Jebusites and, and the Amorites and and the mighty armies and the chariots. There wasn't no mention. He said, I'm going to take you to a land flowing with milk and honey. Because none of that mattered to God. Jericho didn't matter. They had great walls, didn't matter. Had great chariots, didn't matter. God was going to tear it down. <laughs> God would deliver them from every enemy they would face if they would serve him. That's all that mattered. You serve me, and any of these, none of these enemies matter. But if you don't serve me, then these enemies will have you. And they'll take your daughters, and they'll take your sons, and they'll slay. Yeah, you can read about it through the Bible. And so, But when they go over to the spies, and the spies went to spy out the land, all of a sudden, man, there's giants here. There's walls. This ain't possible. It's, it's impossible, eh? Joshua and Caleb, it didn't matter. 
They didn't come back talking about walls and chariots. and no, They talk, come talking about the land God promised, and we're more than able to take it. This is our land. God said so. That's all that mattered. <laughs> I, can, I can just see as we look at this, Joshua and Caleb didn't go over there to see how big the giants was. They went over there to see where their house was going to be. They went over to see where, where's my land at? And Caleb picked it out. He said, I want that mountain right there, Joshua. When we come in here, I want that. And the other spies, no doubt, said, well, Caleb, have you not seen the giants on that mountain? Don't matter. Have you not seen all the armies and the cities on that mountain? Don't matter. God said I had it in his mind and he gave it to me. That's all that matters. Listen, if you'll start looking at your enemy once again, that it don't matter. Whatever he has, whatever sickness, whatever problems, whatever situation, God said it's your healing. God said it's your joy. God said it's your deliverance. God said it's yours. That's all that matters. Because he matters more than your enemy does. He said, I can see Joshua jump up on some kind of box and said to about two million people screaming out, men and brethren, we're more than able to take it. He said, what was it? There was a seed of Abraham. God gave the promise. It was their possession. It didn't matter what the opposition was because the opposition don't matter. Hallelujah. The true seed of Abraham said, we can take it because God give it to you. And he said, there you stand this morning. What are you going to say? Hello, somebody. Every one of you is looking at at an enemy right now. What are you going to say to him? <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, What will you stay when, when here stands the church of the living God? He said, I don't care what anybody says, what the doctor says, what the unbeliever says. We are more than a match for anything that comes along. Hello, did, did that kind of get you awake just a little bit? This is Wednesday night. We are more than a match. Cancer, we're more than a match. High blood pressure, we're more than a match. Sugar diabetes, we're more than a match. The church of the living God is more than a match. Why? We are Abraham's seed and we're possessing the gates of our enemy. No matter what the enemy is, God gave the promise. And that's all that matters. It's yours. It's your possession. Healing is your possession. Salvation is your possession. Holy Ghost is your possession. Come on, young people. The devil's been trying to tell you it's not, but the Holy Ghost is your possession. There's great thousands of preachers and so forth in the land that might try to say it ain't so, but to the seed of Abraham, it is so. It is so why God said they would have it. And that's the reason why we believe it, because God said we could have it. If God said I can have my healing, that's all that matters. If God said I can have my joy tonight, that's all that matters. If God said I can have my children tonight, that's all that matters. Come on, come on. Hallelujah. If God said I can have my mama tonight, that's all that matters. The devil can howl, the devil can shout, the devil can scream, but his voice does not matter. There is a line of the tribe of Judah that's here to sound out on your behalf. 
And when omnipotence speaks, that's all that matters. Brain bleeds has to flee. The Red Sea has to open. And the way has to be made for the children of God. That's all that matters. He is all that matters. And he said, when you see your enemy that's greater, horses, more horses, more chariots, more people, don't be afraid of them. Fear is the greatest weapon the enemy has. With COVID right now, it's fear. The fear of the unknown, the fear of it being untreatable, the fear of it being impossible. Fear, 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 fear. And they're pumping it. Fear, 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 fear. But when you see them, don't be afraid. For the Lord thy God is with thee. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many has been in a battle? The Lord thy God is with thee. I said, the Lord thy God is with thee. And he brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Amen, Brother John, has he brought you this far? Has he brought you this far? Hallelujah. Amen, he's brought, he's brought Drew this far. The Lord thy God is with thee. He's brought him this far, and the God that brought him this far will take him all the way. Why? He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. He's more than able. Even now, what will you say to your mountain? What will you speak? Will you say, oh, I can't make it. It's impossible. Or will you say, though God slay me, I'm going to trust him. And my hope, my trust is in the almighty living God. And he's here among us. He's raising the dead. He's healing cancer. He's restoring the eyes of the blind. He's bringing back strength in the legs. He's touching hearts. He's moving aside obstacles. He's making a way where there seems to be no way. Amen. My God is able. He's a way maker. Is your God a way maker? Then you ought to tell your enemy right now, my God's a way maker. My God's a miracle worker. My God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. My God is able, yet more than able. Can we hear the voice of God tonight speaking out of a lip and saying, my God's able. He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. And even when I don't see him working, he's still working. Even when I don't see him saving, he's still saving. Even when I don't see him healing, he's still healing. Woo! Even when it seems oppression is all around me, the joy of the Lord is still among us. That's all that matters. And if I was you, I would begin right now to worship what matters. Hallelujah. Go ahead, open your mouth. You worship what matters. You praise what matters. You glorify what really matters. You open your lips. Hey man, the preacher's done preaching. It's your turn right now to glorify what matters. Hey man, the world is glorifying things that don't matter and they're trying to tell you you're not essential, but you're here tonight because of the grace of Almighty God and His call in His life and every devil in hell tried to stop you from being here, but it couldn't. Every devil in hell tried to kill you, but it couldn't. Every devil in hell has tried to bring you down into the pits of hell, but it couldn't. 
Why? Because the voice that spoke over you. And it said, you're my child. So if I was you, I'd praise what matters. We give voice enough to our problems. We give voice enough to our sickness and our struggles. Let's give voice to the I am. Let's give voice to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Let's let the praise of God, a shout of the king, let it be in the camp right now. There's a king in our midst. Well, if there's a king in our midst, let's praise him like he's a king. Let's glorify him like he's a king. Let's give him honor like he's a king. Whoa, praise the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. You know what he done for you. You know where he brought you. You know where he brought you from. Then I would just say thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. You healed me. You delivered me. You set me free. You give me the Holy Ghost. Thank you, God. Praise you, God. You gave me eyes to see in the middle of darkness. You are the matters. You're all that matters. Jesus is all that matters. He don't forget he's a king. This king can give blessings only a king can give. He inhabits the praises of his people. Even the light ever forgot how to praise this God. You say, well, you're trying to work me up. No, I'm trying to tell you, praise God. The world is out there praising their gods and their worlds and their things they got, and it don't even matter. How about us? When we see what he's done for us, where he brought us from, how he changed our children, how he gave them the Holy Ghost, how he moves in on our behalf and heals our sick and, and, and walks a miracle right up here among two miracles. Amen. Right here among us, moving right here, right here in front of our eyes. Oh, hallelujah. And they heard Jesus was coming. And there was a man that heard him. And he said, Jesus, have mercy on me, thou son of David. There was a praise in his heart. that saying, that's all that matters to me right now. My coat don't matter. Amen, my lamb don't matter. Ain't nothing that matters. I only want to get to him. And if I get to him, then he'll give me back my sight. If I get to him, he'll give me back my child. If I get to him, then he'll rewrite my life. If I get to him, he'll heal my sickness. If I get to him, he'll change me from an old vile creature into a new creation. If I can get to Jesus, that's all that matters. Oh, praise his holy name. Father, we love you, Lord. We praise you, almighty God. There's truly none worthy to be praised as you, Lord. I just want to say thank you, Father. Thank you for the miracle that we witnessed tonight, Lord, of a, a lady, Lord, laying at death's door, just menaced to live, according to the doctors, just menaced to live. But God, who's rich in mercy, I want to thank you, God. You allowed her to walk up here and give you praise and glory and honor. Not only allowed her to walk up here, but to walk up here under her own strength, in a right mind, able to speak, able to talk, able to walk with her limbs. God, what a mighty God we serve. And Lord, you anointed a little boy to sing. He's a way maker. A boy, Lord, has been struck down by some kind of affliction in his legs. 
been having to go to therapy and doctors and treatments, but there's somebody here that matters tonight. And Lord, we ask God that, that you would come on the scene for little Drew as he testified from his lips. You're a way maker. May you be a way maker for his thyroid. May you be a way maker for his legs, for his mama, Lord. I ask God in Jesus' name that the strength of God will come into her body. Lord, that demon of hell that tried to attack our family down through the times, through, through, through family genes, I come against you in the name of Jesus Christ. There's somebody here that's greater. There's somebody here that's more powerful and you will bow to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, strength coming to legs and hearts to receive the promises of God. Lord, you're all that matters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll never forget when Omnipotent spoke. He said, what you've seen in the natural, you'll see in the supernatural. And we see the supernatural right here among us. In the natural, a little girl bound in a, in a mind that couldn't remember, a brain that was injured and damaged. But Lord, you come on the scene in just a moment. Covered in scars and ashes, but just in a few days, they were all gone. Went to the doctor's CAT scan after CAT scan. They couldn't even find a sign of a concussion. What a mighty God. Lord, to see the Lord, the spiritual, and how the supernatural among us. Lord, now brother Philip, not even a sign of the sin anymore. It's gone. And you ask me why I'm happy? I'll tell you why. My sins are gone. Well, ask me why I'm praising, why I'm singing, why I'm glorifying the King of Kings. My sins are gone. My, the spirits that once haunted me, that once held me down, they've been broke off my life. That's why I'm praising him. That's why I'm glorifying him. That's why I'm giving him, because he what matters in my life. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, there's somebody here that wants to just thank him, praise him. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Amen. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about Turn me around. 
most important thing brother Bradham said what makes us different from the rest of the world is him you take him out of our lives and we're no different from anybody else but it's him that makes the difference here we are this evening we just want to make him welcome now let's just water the word with thanksgiving giving praise from the depths of our hearts because he's here among us you believe he's here when he's here something good always happens when he's here as he's passing by you just grab a hold of him say i need him for my life i need him for my heart he is here Calling out your name 
tonight. You want prayer, just step out of your, your pew. Come down here. We'll pray for you. Anoint you with all. The prayer of faith shall save the sick and God shall raise them up. Amen. And what he's done for others he'll do for you. Why I 
of this battle. I pray, God, that you'll just meet your needs of your people around the world, Lord. Those that are listening in right now that's got needs, Lord. They're there in their homes or they're streaming in or they're listening on Facebook or watching the service right now. They're saying, I need a touch too, Lord. Don't pass me by. I pray, God, that you'll meet that desire and that need. Lord, we hear where you do it. We hear where you work. Lord, as a little brother wrote us the other day and said, right while you were praying for me and my need, I felt a, I felt a, a warm feeling just come in my body. Right down into that foot and leg where that I'd asked for prayer, you just did a work, Lord. We thank you, Father, Lord. Thank you for it. I pray, God, that you'll do it for every saint of God. There are those maybe are laying in the hospital. And maybe they're there with COVID and you're just streaming a service tonight. And Lord, they need a touch from you. We rebuke the hand of the enemy. We claim the blood that was shed at Calvary. Lord, we ask it, Lord, to go right into the home right into the places where that they are and they've heard this mighty message tonight. Lord, they hear that they're not to fear, but they're to believe. For fear is the greatest weapon the enemy has. But Lord, this is our victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And we believe you, Lord. Oh God, we believe you with all our hearts as we receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy, holy. Holy, holy. Holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. As we lift our hearts before 
for you as a token of our love. Holy